In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and in the hour of our death. Amen. Saint John the Evangelist, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome back to my little reflections on rediscovering Christianity. Uh, last time we spoke a little bit about the unity that exists between the Old and the New Testaments. We're talking a lot about the Bible. And today, the title of my presentation may have kind of shocked you a little bit. We are all slaves, but I will unpack it you know, for you and what, that, what does that mean that we can speak of our life as, as living in slavery, uh, but Christ, of course, came to uh, break the shackles of our slavery and to make us free. But are we truly living in that freedom that Christ has brought us? It's not as easy as, as we may think it is. Last time we spoke from, uh, about the story from the book of Exodus, when the chosen people found themselves in slavery in Egypt, they were enslaved. God has, um, has intervened and freed them from that slavery. But that suffering of the chosen people of, in Egypt, when you read the story of the Exodus, and many of the church fathers commented on it, they said that the slavery of the chosen people in Egypt is a type or a symbol of our own slavery that we experience in life. Because you may ask the question when you read the Old Testament, what does it have to do with me? What does it have to do with us? And I believe a lot the slavery in Egypt that we meditated up, uh, on last time is a type, becomes a type, a symbol of our own situation. In fact, it is a type and symbol of the situation of all the people of all times. We discover in our life that we are created to love and to be loved. We all know that deep desire that is planted in our heart to give love and to receive love. But how often we are left disappointed in life. How often we, we know that that love cannot be realized there are betrayals, there are infidelities, friends who turn against us or we may turn against somebody. Very often in life we are left disappointed and saddened that what we want the most uh, from other people is not given to us. That very often love, leave, love leaves us disappointed. It is very difficult to do to uh, live that, that, uh, that idea that I can completely love and I can allow other people to love me. You know, I looked into the New Testament in chapter 7 of the letter to the Romans uh, to, uh, to quote to you from chapter 7 how St. Paul describes his life because it exactly uh, zeroes in on our situation of how 
miserable sometimes our life can get. And this is what St. Paul talked about. It starts in verse 14. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold into slavery to sin. What I do, I do not understand. For I do not what I want, but I do what I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I concur that the law is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that good does not dwell in me, that is, in my flesh. The willing is ready at hand, but doing the good is not. For I do not the good that I want, but I do the evil that I do not want. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. So then I discover the principle that when I want to do right, evil is at hand. For I take delight in the law of God in my inner, inner self, but I see in my members another principle at war with the law of my mind, taking me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Miserable one that I am, who will deliver me from this mortal body? These are the words of St. Paul, the Apostle, and you know they describe perfectly what I hear all the time in the confessional, when people come to confess their sin. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I have, I have, I have wanted to do good, but there was at work another principle in my life. Sometimes people are truly slaves of sin. Uh, they are in the shackles they, of addiction, of their weaknesses. We can, we can live a life being slaves of sin. St. Augustine, in another little, from another angle, he's, he speaks of that in his uh, Confessions, uh, the famous book, he speaks of the restlessness of the human heart. That human heart also always longs for something to have in life that it cannot achieve. The human heart is like this well without the bottom, that, that place, that hole that only God can fill and his love. What St. Paul described to us in chapter 7 are precisely the effects of original sin. When you look at the entire story of salvation in the Bible, the entire history of the chosen people, is the story of their infidelity to God. And God's attempts, time, time and time again, to bring them closer to his heart. But it's pretty depressing sometimes to read the Old Testament, how often God was willing to forgive the chosen people, and they were betraying him time after time. And God continually was reaching out to them. That's how God is working with us. You know, we often deny God in our life. We often become slaves of our own nature, of our own sin. But God is constantly willing to forgive us and to bring us closer to his heart. When, when did it all start? Why are we born in that condition? Why is there a division in our heart that St. Paul talked about? The division between the ideal that we want to live and the reality of our life that it's so often broken when we discover that we cannot save ourselves, that, that we are in the shackles of our own weakness and sin. 
You know, it's how often people feel like St. Paul, miserable one that I am, who will deliver me from this mortal body? When did it all start? Well, it all started, the Bible tells us, in the beginning, in the book of Genesis. Something went dreadfully wrong. Uh, that division of our heart, the inclination to sin, was not created by God because God made everything good in the beginning when he created the world, the universe, and Adam and Eve. He placed them in the garden, a place of happiness. God took a risk by creating human beings. God took a risk creating us free. And by the right use of freedom, if we use our freedom rightly, we become more free. But if we develop vices, we become slaves of them. Using our freedom rightly, that's the crux of the matter right in the beginning of the story of the Bible. Because when God placed Adam and Eve in the garden with the two trees, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it tells us that freedom implies a choice. And God, by creating us free, he gave us a choice. He gave choice to the first parents, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve placed in the garden. Garden is, of course, a symbol of a beautiful place when everything is taken care of. The place of bliss, the place of joy, the place of happiness. The, the place that is just beautiful. They can live in harmony with each other and with God. So the Bible tells us from the beginning that everything was created perfect, that everything was created good, but not everything remained like that, because something happened right in the beginning of creation when Adam and Eve were faced with a choice. Uh, God gave them certain gifts. He bestowed upon them certain gifts, immortality. Their minds were made free of error, they had the vision of God, and God also gave them a choice, because that's the point, that freedom always implies a choice. God, our God is not a master of puppets. He doesn't want to control us like an actor would control puppets on the stage by pulling the strings. I, I suppose that God could have created us like that without the possibility of choice, but God didn't want to do it. God wanted to endow humanity with the possibility of choice. And freedom that God gives us uh, implies that choice that we, each and every one of us, have to make. A choice for God or against Him. And Adam and Eve were placed in the garden and they were, they were faced with a choice that they needed to make. And at the next class, we are going to talk about where it all started. Why do we live in this miserable condition today? Why do we have to die? Why do we have to fight against our weaknesses and sin in our life? Why suffering? Why pain? Well, because we have inflicted it on ourselves. God has given us a test in the beginning, and we have failed that test. But the good news is, and the entire salvation history is the good news, that there is salvation, that God has sent a rescue operation for us, that from our miserable life we can be saved, we can be redeemed. But that I will talk a little bit about 
in the next class when we will look at the story of Adam and even how they failed their test uh, and they brought through their failure and their sin that we we call it original sin a lot of miserable things that afflict the human race in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen Thank you.